think we are ready to call this meeting to order. So, um, this meeting is now called to order. Um, what is the date? March 9th, 2023. And to open the meeting, we'll just take a roll call vote. Leo Bram here. Michelle Kirkby here. Tim Knight here. Anna Mae O'Shea Brooke here. Um, Jess Riley uh, will not be attending. All right, um, so <clears throat> public input. Citizens at this time may address the committee on items of school business, either on the agenda or not. The committee will take such items under advisement without action at the meeting during which the item is presented. Matters pertaining to the reputation, character, physical condition, or mental health of individuals will not be permitted. Um, members will, of the public will also be welcome to comment during the public input through Zoom. Please raise your Zoom hand. We ask that you keep your camera on when making a Zoom comment and that you follow school committee policy for public input, including speaking for no more than three minutes and only on topics under the purview of the school committee. And tonight we will do that, um, that monitoring for you, please. Yes, I just raised my hand for Owen because okay. I think he would need to um, elevate me so I can see any participants. Please. Do that or Owen if, if he can see. Okay, lovely. Do we have any public input? Thank you. Chris McHugh, Pot, 7 Curve Street. Um, this is just a follow-up to the last school committee meeting and also the school building committee meeting with regard to um, the topic of whether or not a, a sitting school committee, a non-sitting school committee member um, post-election can continue on the school building committee according to the bylaw. So um, I was able to obtain an independent uh, legal uh, opinion that's written, you have it in front of you, um, about this topic. And the uh, attorney noted that um, you have asked that if, it, if the school committee appointed a member to that committee, meaning the SBC, could the member re remain after their membership that qualified them for such service had ex after such service had expired? My opinion is that the member cannot remain. He goes on to say that the one whose qualifying term expired is not a member eligible for appointment, i.e. to this SBC. So I just wanted to um, mention that. I did uh, contact, uh, reach out to Mark Sorrell earlier today, just as a courtesy to let him know that I had this opinion. We were not able to connect, but he also did um, make sure to tell me that any matters outside of his general scope of services, basically as town council, and he uh, specifically noted that that would include school committee, school department, um, that it's really not under her, his purview. So it would be your own legal counsel that would weigh in. So okay. just wanted to provide that. Okay, Thanks. thank you. Any other public comment? Zoomland? I do not see any, anybody raising their hand. Okay, beautiful. All right, um, right now um, we've got the consent agenda. Um, We've got the approval of the, the minutes of the um, February 13th, 2023 um, minutes.
minutes, also the eighth grade trip. We've got the donations um, from the Memorial PTO to the Memorial gift account. We've got $21,789.15 from the coalition MCPE to fund the following grants. Um, itemized here, the Memorial gift um, for the A windows into diverse book characters, 3000 to the Memorial gift account for wellness PE treasure storage and Gaga ball pit. So fun. Uh, $3,609.99 to the Memorial gift account for the classroom sensory tools lending library. $5,690 to the Wheelock gift account for it's all about books grants. $4,500 to the Wheelock gift account for wellness interactive whiteboard grant. $3,000 to the district gift account for a mental health basket grant. So, um, but we do have Nat Vaughn here. Right, any materials Nat had put together, um, the presentation that he shares with parents and also a cover letter. So if, he, if Nat can just say a couple of words about the trip that we've been doing it a long time, but COVID put a kind of a wrinkle in that, so. So yeah, thanks. So I sent along the materials in the letter describing the trip. Yeah, we're excited that we're able to uh, resume. It's been since 2019, uh, since we've gone. So it's an annual trip that, uh, been for a long time, um, and so our we have a I have a draft itinerary, um, but that it's always in the works up until the last minute. But um, really excited, we'll be heading down, uh, taking <coughs> Yankee tour buses through the World Strides Company, stop in New York City, um, do some sightseeing. Um, we just found out the 9/11 Museum is closed on Tuesdays. I'm sure that's a budgetary piece, but so we're looking at doing Statue of Liberty, still seeing the 9/11 Memorial, have a picnic lunch, head down to D.C. and then we're there for three nights. Um, and it's a whirlwind uh, trip, but uh, one of our nurses, Arlene O'Donovan Driscoll, is coming on, along this year with us, which is great. Um, we have the chaperones and we'll be heading down. Uh, so I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, I always think about Ellen McConnell, who was a veteran English teacher for years in our district, and she said, you'll be amazed how much the kids grow over those three days. <coughs> and it is true. Um, it's an awesome experience. Uh, DC, Michael and I were just talking, it's a wonderful city. It's a great opportunity. Um, and we come back, it's a three-day weekend, and really that is a blessing. <laughs> my annual like nap, whether I want to or not, on Saturday. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a wonderful trip, so I'm uh, really excited. For the kids. Yeah. And I want to make sure that just that it's noted that students' um, financial needs should not be a reason that we have financial support in place um, for families. Some families do make the choice that it's not the right trip for their child, and we, we create an experience for kids back at Blake. Um, and some families actually decide to do something a little different over those four days and fully respect that. We want to make sure that we have things in place to make sure that accommodations are needed for all kids throughout. Yeah, how many years have we done this? So, I mean, this predates since, I mean, I've been teaching since 98 and it was in place then. The one, okay. the one year that things did, did do differently was the spring of 2002. Because after 9-11, a lot of worries about going to D.C. and they actually took a trip up to Canada um, that year. Since then, um, it has been in place and definitely it's in ebbs and flows and what i would say for the, those few years that time period when civics in the traditional eighth grade curricula was not in place with the state there was definitely talk whether it was still tied to the curriculum i think our district always fully supported that it did um and but now with the ties with civics over the last couple of years there's such more concrete connections for kids which we'll be doing so um really excited about that because i think um a lot of what's going on in all the classrooms we're making connections throughout the year. 
Super. Lily, did you get to go on it? Yeah, I was the last year that got to go. Ah, okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure that great. out. You know, the junior class is when I got, the current junior class is the one that got canceled. Yeah. yeah. You're so lucky. I know. It was great. Yeah. All the classes after me are so jealous that I didn't get to go. <laughs> There's a little bitterness amongst the stuff. Oh, I know. I've got enough, one. As you quite well know. So, yeah. They do. Um, this is just, maybe it's, um, if, if the 9-11 museum is closed, do you typically do Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island? Yeah. Yeah, well, depending on some of the time, because one of the things we're very sensitive to is the traffic um, and, and getting out of the city, making sure. So what we actually have the tour company to, um, Tuesday, we had a conference call talking about, um, we often, when we head down, we'll stop and take the ferry to, and then we meet the buses on the other side of New Jersey to make sure the, the tunnel traffic that's doesn't great. get mm-hmm. um, So that's just something that we're looking into. Um, and we definitely will, um, the last time we went to the Statue of Liberty, so the 9-11 Museum was opened after the memorial was. So it, I think the museum's only been open since 2013. So those three years that I've been going on prior, we would do a picnic in the park of the 9-11 memorial so they still see it, understand they have time to visit the memorial, and then we'll probably hop on the ferry and head right over. And at least we'll do a ride around Ellis Island and then see St- Statue of Liberty. And the tour guides throughout, it's wonderful. World Strides, is what's, what's a really nice thing with partnering with World Strides is they help take care of the logistical concerns that come up. Um, there's a, we also have Arlene's on a trip the whole time. If medical needs arise, George Washington Hospital, they have a partnership with um, to take care of any needs that arise throughout. So, and I just want to also just give a huge shout out to our chaperones and our teachers who are willing to go because it's a, it's an endeavor. Um, <laughs> it, it is. It is a great trip, but um, and things come up. And but the kids, you know, it's really like you know, it's, it's kids are awesome, and they really help pitch in and do what we need to do. Because you know, but it's a it's an awesome experience. I'm so psyched. It's happening. How many buses? Four. Okay. Yeah. All so right. we we used to. And last time I went, we had five, but the class size has just been smaller. Yep. So we're able to do four, which um, which is great. So we'll have right now we'll have at least twelve, maybe thirteen chaperones. Okay. Because we don't want to count Arlene as a core chaperone. Gotcha. To respond to medical needs. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Really appreciate your your blessing. Well, thank you for addressing the. The only question I had was about the finances for folks because they came up uh, last year when I but people also talked about it. So Absolutely. someone reached out to me about it. So we had our in- incoming in, uh, seventh and eighth grade info night last night, and I said. I'm sure there's already a rumor that we may be canceling the trip for next year. That's not the case. That's always the, the annual rumor. Yeah. But we do, I will say that every year we really re-examine and think about what works, what doesn't, what are the meaningful experiences that we can do. So we're, we're really also thrilled that this year, we haven't been able to do this in a number of years, when we visit Arlington National Cemetery, that our schools can be part of the laying of the wreath ceremony. We've always witnessed it, but we have some students, and what we do is we have students, kind of, they'll, they'll write a, an essay, kind of think about who would, want to be part of that ceremony. And that's a really meaningful experience. I think those are memories that adults that have seen that and been part of that with their own middle school experience, they'll never forget it. So. Awesome. Good. I did that. You yeah. did? Never forget it. Yeah, cool. eighth grade. Wow, cool. One of two that we, we brought the wreath onto the Unknown Soldiers. Unbelievable. Every year, Jeff, we're trying it. to get Jeff to come on the trip. <laughs> Recognize the small responsibilities he has right. during those days. And, you know, you're all welcome to come as well. <laughs> awesome. Any questions? Awesome.
it was my eighth grade trip as a child as well. So Same. Gal yeah. Galvin yeah. Middle School yeah. in Canton, classic. yeah, classic. Awesome. That was cheating. Me too. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm up in California. Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that would have been a trip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, super. Any other questions? Do we have a motion to approve the consent agenda as itemized? So moved. So moved, Leo. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thanks, Matt. Have fun. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming, too. All right. New business. Initial discussion on the potential bus fees. So we um, we seem to put this on the agenda every couple of years. Uh, we start talking about it. Um, as we've talked about before, and uh, I think it was at the public hearing, um, we've run some numbers on it. And, you know, just the, kind of the background is, is that uh, you're required by law to to transport all kids K to six. Um, you're not, excuse me, you're required to transport kids K to six if they live uh, beyond a mile and a half from the school. You're not required to transport any kids seven through 12. So sometimes you'll see school districts that will implement a bus fee seven through 12 to all kids because you can do that. Um, it gets a little more complicated and complex with, our, with the way that we are um, structured in terms of our schools. So I've always given that example that you could be having a child in, in Memorial and a child in Wheelock and pay for one and not pay for the other. So that's, it gets a little messy with, with our structure at the elementary level. Um, but I think, you know, looking at, <clears throat> and I'm, you know, I'm just bringing it up again as we always do. I'm not advocating either way, uh, but um, it's, it's something that when we've looked at the data in the years past, there's only a handful of districts in Metro West that don't do that, that don't charge a fee. And they've charged them for years. Um, Medway is one. We are another. And then uh, Dover Sherburn cannot do that because they're a regional school district right. and they get they get reimbursement from the state, so they can't do that. <clears throat> so it's just you know we're we're looking at another as of today. Michael and I learned we have an, an, a budget gap within the town, you know, to make it a balanced budget. And um, this doesn't close that gap by any means, but um, whether it's symbolic or not. Uh, it, it would what's, close it a little bit. What's the number, Jeff? I'm sorry. What's the number in savings if by charging fees? Do we have a number? It, it all depends on how you do it. So I think, was it, Michael, just to do 7 through 12? Uh, 7 through 12. Uh, 7 through 12. 100,000 for 7 through 12. Um, and again, there's still the work of who lives where. No, it's 7 through 12. I mean, so I think one of the concerns that people have, and it's a valid concern, is that if you institute a bus fee 7 through 12, and you, you tend to see um, grades 7, 8, 9, and 10 occupy most of the seats on the bus, 11 and 12 is much less, Yeah. that you'll start to have even more of a traffic issue because parents who don't want to pay the bus fee will be driving their kids that didn't drive their kids before. And that's, that's valid, especially the way our structure is where we have a campus with both schools on the campus that start at the same time. So I, I can see that as a potential issue and a, and a potential reason not to explore this. But I mean, I think what we were trying to do is, is look for some direction. If you want us to go through this and start to really get into what it would really, <clears throat> what we it could generate for revenue, let's say over a couple of years, and what would it really impact as far as you know an offset on the budget, then we're willing to do that. But we're not going to go through all that work if it's not something that you folks well, are interested in doing. More out of curiosity, how, what's the total expenditure on the contract each year? For next year? Uh, yeah. For busing, 1.4 million. 
So we're talking about a less than a 10% savings. Mm -hmm. With that and the 100K, that was 7 to 12 only? Is that what 7 to 12 only. So you can do the math if you wanted. That would say it would be. We just did the math, yeah. No, the 10%, I'm saying. It's not even 10%. If it was um, elementary plus. We'd have to go through the elementary and see what that would be. Yeah, I thought it was around 180 before. <clears throat> We'd have to see but, what that yeah. would be. 180 in addition or 180 no, total? No, total. Okay. But yeah, like just a rough yeah. back of the envelope would say 200K, 20%. Yeah. That's wouldn't 200, but still wouldn't be 20%. It would only be at 1.4. So. <clears throat> so I guess, regardless, I guess, yeah, yeah, we really have to look at the elementary because the way we're situated in our structure. So we'd have to really run those numbers and get a good sense. But that's the other thing that's going to be someone's job to have to yes. handle. Yeah, the oh, administration. Sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole other thing to take care of. I must say, I've always been in favor of, of you know, going forth and exploring this a little bit more. Um, more one, to add to our baseline, uh, uh, you know, generating revenue. And two, um, I feel that families who are using the school i mean you know we don't have commercial real extensive commercial real estate in this t in right. this town so the burden is on the taxpayers and um i've always thought that the um families should perhaps pay for bus fees to just cover some of the added expenses on top of um with the townspeople. So symbolically, families who use the school system are paying just a little bit more. Um, I just feel that it's, for me, that's that's fairer, but I also understand that, um, you know, what is the, um, what's the offset? If we're paying someone to administer this and well, we're paying $50,000 and we're only gonna make, you know, is that really worth well, I, it? And then- I, I wonder if there's a, and Mike, you may already. I had. I, I could have sworn we actually had solid numbers at some point in time. You did something with the, the spread, and you must have the, using the mapping software about how many people are outside of a two mile radius from this school, from this school to this school, right? Because we're worried about the three elementary schools ultimately, mm -hmm. and it's two miles, right? It's one point five. One point five. Okay. So, you know, you. I think you know my house to. You know, my house on South Street to, you know, the two elementaries over here, you know, you know, it's, it's going back and forth. Now, I guess the other thing I was curious about is how many, and then this is hard because we don't take attendance on the bus, right? Um, my children get dropped off, but take the bus home, right? Mm -hmm. um, just because it's time and it's, we have that flexibility in our family to be able to do that. So, um and we take that time to spend time with the, with the kids, but you know, not everyone's gonna be able to do that. I'm curious as to um, what the what the ridership would look like in that sense. Like, are we really gonna see the savings that we think we're gonna see? And then what is the administrative costs? So. Don't we have something like 80%-ish, <clears throat> or that was pre-pandemic, 80%-ish ridership? Yeah. Yeah, probably 80%. Would we be able to look at our neighboring towns? I mean, if that could be a good, data point in regards to like their ridership the ones that charge right like versus doing our own analysis i think you could probably extrapolate oh, from the right. other towns that do this we know we know we lost 10 percent of our riders 
because they would rather drive or be driven. Yeah, please. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the other thing I just am curious about when we think about full day kindergarten, we would now be in a space where we would be charging parents for full day kindergarten and the bus, correct? Mm -hmm. um, I think you're going to be hitting potentially a lot of younger families in that space. I know we keep talking about free FDK. I don't know what that timeline looks like, but if we were going to end up charging for bus, we might want to make sure that we have, I recognize that those wouldn't be direct offsets, but mm -hmm. I think introducing those together, free full day kindergarten, but we are gonna be charging for bus or the actual timeline for free full day kindergarten might make things a little bit more palatable if this is a route we end up exploring and going down. I, I would, would opt, I mean, it would completely wipe out the savings, that's for sure, right? So, right, but if we're doing yeah. it anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if we do have some semblance of a timeline or projection on when we want to be doing this, like, maybe I, maybe it's that, maybe yeah. that conversation. And I think that could be another there. conversation, like, uh, you know, some sort of exploratory process. But I guess in that sense, it wouldn't, uh, the conversation, the, the start of the conversation today is budget related. So, and I, th I don't think it, it would it would negate the impact on helping them close the gap in the budget. Yeah, I guess. Unfortunately, we're one of the 141 school districts that are hold harmless communities that get thirty dollars extra per you know per year in Chapter Seven. Um, you know that's that's the issue is that we in you know I was at a meeting today in which they were saying that that there are 23 districts that are getting all the SOA money, and there are the rest of us who aren't, and how that's going to cause really structural issues in budgets. For the next three to five years and the state is starting to recognize that the commissioner is starting to recognize that and it's <clears> something that they need to do with the formula because it doesn't it doesn't work i mean michael and i were talking about this yesterday westwood got 1.1 million extra in chapter 70 this year and we can't figure out why i'm not sure they know why but just the way the formula worked they have all of that commercial uh, tax base um they they did get some additional students but not enough to make it 1.1 million and then we get our, you know, thirty dollars a kid. Um, so it's it's just it's really frustrating. I know we've talked about this before, where you know in the early two thousands, Medfield was getting a ton of money from the state, uh, and now Anduin overrides every year, by the way. Um, and now it's all put back on your backs as taxpayers and residents of the town. It doesn't make much sense. So, yeah, no. So I'll just answer uh, Michelle from my experience, and I only can speak from my experience, is that. Medfield is unique. The, the, most of the communities around it are neighborhood schools. So when you have neighborhood schools, <clears throat> a lot of those students walk or get dropped off at the school. You know, so my uh, last district, which was the same size as Medfield, we only had eight buses because it was neighborhood schools. The majority of the buses that we used were for middle school, high school drop-off because they were centralized. So when you're looking at participation, and comparing it to other elementary communities, their participation is much lower than ours because our schools are set up differently than the surrounding communities. You know, so, so we so want to look at Holliston and Hopkinton. Correct. Those are the two because they're very similar to our structure. But we wouldn't want to look at Dedham. We want to look at Dedham or Westwood or Needham. Yeah, they're all, those are all uh, neighborhood schools. And you know, in, if, if you drive by Needham in the morning, you see a lot of kids walking to school, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. see a lot of drop off because they live within, you know, that mile and a half radius 
And that's why they have neighborhood schools. And there's still plenty of traffic in need of two. Yeah, <laughs> I used to spend a lot of time by those on my way to Newton of watching the kids walk to school past me because I was sitting in traffic. So and I guess that's that's the other concern I have. There already is traffic at our schools in the morning. Um, you know, it's not terrible, but it can get there. It's it's not middle high school not great, I tell you that. I mean, that's that's a yeah. It's tough around the time of drop off for the middle high school. Here it is. Yeah. So I can, my, my, my opinion is I'd like to keep exploring it. Yeah. There's a shortfall. It's not going anywhere. <clears throat> you also have to think about navigating and even negotiating with Warren Coming, Are we starting to do everything we can right. as before we ask all the taxpayers? And, uh, I, I can definitely see that it's going to cause whatever, as we go into this conversation, it will cause there's going to be 60, 40 in the town yeah. or against. So I guess having this. Those, but I, I just, uh, to me, it's it, it seems logical to pursue it, understand the financials. The actual yeah. impact, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. the actual savings, the actual. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think like the long term fiscal impact yeah. is what we really need to be looking at as well, right? Like, we're looking at this, we're starting this conversation as like a short term, which we can't do right now. It would probably be more impactful in the next year or two. But I think, you know, sitting recently and looking at some of the budget, when we start looking at the projections going forward, we're going to continue having these conversations every year. Sounds like you've been having these conversations <laughs> every year. Nine years. Um, hmm. So I think we're at that point that we. Sounds like we need to have them again. Well, I think what I'm sensing is that we're open. There there have been school committee members who were adamantly against, you know, absolutely no way, no how should we ever do this. So um, <clears throat> my opinion is like we should at least explore it. I think, you know, I think it needs to be extremely thoughtful because we could, you know, for very little savings end up adopting a lot more problem yeah. Like, exactly. for sure yeah and I would, uh, but i'd like to sure. see the data like, i mean yeah. no yeah. offense chris the curb street so cut through is a very right? good way to get over here and around so we, can, so. we can get that to you for the next meeting we yeah, just we yeah. just wanted that direction yeah. because we, yeah. we didn't want to put all the time in to do unless yeah. and we know, and i guess that's my other concern is the time right just i want to i want to be thoughtful about that time you know and when we would ask for that so but i don't think it's an immediate ask mm-hmm. i guess i think we should get through the budget and then still explore as they think that Theoretically, though, you're saying if we were to try to consider doing it, would it be impact on next year? Yeah, FY24, I mean, I think that's what you got to look at initially. I mean, I'd say that in my former district, we implemented that, and we did not see a huge rise in, um, in drop-offs, in traffic. We just didn't. I mean, we were expecting it, and we didn't see it. I mean, the biggest issue that we had was um, the location of the schools that were in the center and many of the new developments in larger homes were beyond one and a half miles, so they didn't have to pay. And then some of the more, um, some of the smaller homes and more blue collar type homes were closer to the schools, and those folks had to pay. And that was kind of the issue that we ran into: is that if you're in a million dollar home, you don't have to pay, and if you're a three hundred thousand dollar home, you do. And that was kind of the, the push and pull that we had. But that was, you know, many years ago. Do you have a ballpark on what you'd be charging family per kid? I, you know. So from the last time we looked at this was about a month ago, month mm-hmm. and a half ago. Um, we we surveyed the local communities, and they ranged anywhere between I believe four hundred to one hundred and eighty. But if you take the median, it's about two hundred dollars. And I, that's the recommendation I think I would make to the superintendent of the school committee would be two hundred. That's per kid for the year. 
Okay. We have to do a family, family cap, cap too. Family yeah, we do a family cap. And usually the family cap is three children. That's family right. cap is what? It's usually three children. So I think that, you know, those numbers are a lot more, because um, we did it in Sharon, and it was much higher than that. <laughs> yeah, Norwood's a lot higher. Norwood's yeah. higher. Needham's a lot like higher. 425 or something. Westwood's oh, yeah, higher. it was over 500. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's why, and that was years ago. So I don't know. Yeah, that, the numbers in the that number, so those numbers to me are a little more palatable, uh, in my opinion, than, than what I was expecting to hear, to be honest. So, so it could be worthwhile, uh, I think, with that. I was expecting some porridge, <laughs> 600, I mean, 700. Yeah. It, it depends on how much you want to cut your budget by. You know, 300,000, then you're going to have to charge more, right? <laughs> so, but I, I just think that the first few years. That Is that really cutting the budget, though? You're just moving the money around, right? That's one way or another, it's yeah, it's so still so coming from the same people. To go with the median, yeah. Which, when we did the numbers, was about 200. So, and then there's different models that you can use. As the superintendent said, you know, 7 through 12, um, you're not required by state law to provide transportation. So all those kids you can charge. Um, you can do, you know, different models that you don't charge for kindergarten. You only charge first through 12. I mean, there's just so many different models that are out there uh, that you can adopt. It's just looking at the, the numbers and seeing geographically, you know, you, you have to actually do it by student and not by family. Right. So that's right. that's where it gets more difficult here in Methville. Right. Because in other districts, we just do it by family vocation and homeless, right? Um, well, I was going to say, do you have a computer. the tool set? I mean, do we have the tool sets using the um, transportation software to run addresses based on lo by location so that you can, you mm -hmm. know, get the tallies over one and a half, less than one and a half? Right. Yeah, we, yeah. Like I said, it, it would just have to be done by student. Yeah. So it's it's a little different. Yeah. So well, I think timeline on that. What, when did you when did you want that? Would you want it with the next meeting, or would you want it for is April? Is that reasonable, or, or is that just think? too tight? That's is in that a couple of weeks. weeks. Two weeks. So maybe the April one, I think, right? Because we have to call the uh, software company and get a download. Okay. So maybe the April meeting. Does that make sense? Yeah, we'll have some new members that will yeah. be weighing in fresh on that. Is right, fresh ideas. Yeah. yeah. So. Very good. Super. Thank you, okay. Michael. Thank you. Very much. All right. <clears throat> Next item on the agenda. Speaking of new members, uh, school committee member transitions, and um. All right. Well. Technically, um, per our policy, we vote in new roles, you know, the first meeting after graduation. Am I correct? And so, um, unless there's an election. So, um, you folks at the um, April meeting will um, vote in the new chair, new vice chair, and um, Traditionally, the vice chair has become the chair, so um, but you guys can discuss that at the April meeting. And all I, I did want to note that in the packet, um, way back when, um, Tim and I had worked on an onboarding um, school committee document. 
And um, I'm sorry that never got to you, Michelle. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that you were. I didn't read learn. any. Of this. I didn't read any of this and think, oh, I wish I knew that. I somehow yeah. figured out yeah, along exactly, the way. Exactly. Exactly. It's just kind of like, especially for people considering running. You know, it would be a helpful document as well. And so um, maybe if everyone could take a look at it and bring some feedback to the next meeting, and then because right now it's still in draft form. Um, and then we can have it posted on the website. Is that fair? Sounds good. Okay, great. If I get my one, one thing Please. with you back. So there is, and I think it's a great document. You guys did a wonderful job on this. The one thing that I would, I would just bring to your attention, um, what types of topics are covered during school committee meetings? The last bullet discusses executive session. And within that doc, within that paragraph, a bullet point, it does say the superintendent is responsible for recording the minutes of the executive session. I've never done that in my okay. entire career. No, that's career. the right. recording okay. secretary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe we should yeah, yeah. take that out. Okay. Yeah, we'll that, do. I mean, operationally, it probably wouldn't even work. But if that's not okay. appropriate for me to do that, that's... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, and, and just um, playing it out, so there's a, the 23rd, we have a meeting? Yes. 27th. Yeah, 23rd, yes. 23rd. Okay. And the election is the... The 27th. 27th, 27th. yeah. And so we would be coming to the April meeting. Yep. Is that our friend and one of our missing chairs tonight? Correct. Okay. And, and then so we would treat it similar to what we do in September where Jeff would... Jeff would run the, yeah. the reorg. Yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, Someone would nominate the chair. Vice chair, positions, you vote. Yeah. And then the open positions would be um, through the chair. And then um, vice chair. Jess right now is recording secretary. And yeah. Yeah, the, the, the vice chair, provide if the chair were to change. Yes. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> potentially um, well, the absence of secretary for sure. Yep. Okay. Just trying to get that there. Any other questions about that? And hopefully two new candidates, two new, two new members. Totally. Yeah, no, I'm excited for them. <laughs> Great. Um, any other items since posting March 7th? No, Madam Chair. Okay. Um, FY24 budget update. Well, we started a little bit of that conversation when we were talking about the bus fees. Say, um, doesn't sound yes, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing we're going to hear some of this again. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> we are still... Um, there's still a budget gap within the town as far as uh, providing a level budget or, uh, to the town for town meeting. So we're still working through that. Um, I'm, I don't know the exact number at this point. We're meeting with Warren Committee on Tuesday, so hopefully we get some more feedback on them from them. Uh, I think one of the issues that the town was um, planning on for FY24 was a change in plan design for insurance. I know that the town sides are working with the unions on that. Um, as of this point, it hasn't been a successful negotiation. Uh, because the town does the, the insurance piece, we don't, we're not a part of that as part of our negotiations. So I think that they're still working on that, which would be a substantial savings on the budget. Um, and I think that's what folks are counting on as far as closing that gap. So there's still work to be done there. And then uh, we'll look at doing some potential um, reductions based on, if, based on what we've used for ESSER. And um, if we have some folks that are taking leave of absence, not rehiring. We're kind of looking at those right now. So uh, I know Michelle and, and Michael were there as well at the meeting. So I don't know if you guys want to add anything, but 
we are meeting with the Warren Committee on, on Tuesday evening. That's the meeting we do our presentation of the budget, like we do each year, and um, answer any questions that they have. But hopefully get some more clarity on what the numbers are uh, from that meeting. We're coming down on the wire here. <clears throat> yeah, one of the other things we did, we did take a kind of a deep dive in on the um, the teachers at the high school over the last, I want to say it was 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, and we were looking specifically at, yes, FTEs have, in, have increased, but the teachers actually have not, right? So we've been adding mental health professionals over the past couple of years, and that's what you're seeing when you see a fluctuation, a fluctuation in the FTE numbers, not specifically teachers to teach specific classes. So I thought that was kind of a, a fruitful exercise mm -hmm. to see why, right, why we're doing that and what that looks like. Um, and I think that goes in line with what we've been talking about around mental health um, and social emotional learning. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. That was actually really good that we did that. Yeah. yeah. Because it, if you start to see the numbers in enrollment going down, there's this small group coming through now. It will go up like it always does. And um, we really don't have the same amount of teachers. We have less teachers, but we have additional staffing for mental health and nursing, et cetera. So, yeah, that was really good for everyone to see. Yeah. I think we're going to bring that up on Tuesday, some of, some of that. Yeah. If you're, is there a general way schools characterize that? In other words, FTE? Well, yeah, we broke down the FTEs is basically yeah. what we did. It was yeah, FTEs. It, it was licensed versus professional and support. And, so we have to report all that for the end of the year report. So then Desi takes that and they, they post it. So it's all on the, the website. You can go year by year on the school profile, <clears throat> look at the staffing and look at the teacher FTEs and other positions. It's all it's all there. So we just went through that with the Warren Committee so they could see what what the numbers were. All right. Anything else? So hope to have some more information after Tuesday. Okay. Great. Alrighty. Um, next on the agenda, school building committee. Who's going to give the update? I can start. Um, so at our last meeting, we took a tour of Dale. Um, so anyone who tuned in and saw empty seats, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I feel like I heard stuff later and I was like, okay, well, the agenda said we were walking around the building, but that's okay. Um, Did we, people, outside people attend? To, for the, the tour? tour. Um, Chris, Chris attended the oh, tour. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, we voted uh, on the SOI, so the, that trigger has been pulled in regards to us and then the um, select board to move forward with the SOI. Um, we spoke about my proposal to keep Jess on, so I wanted to see if you had touched base with Mark Swell, which my understanding was you had, and he read the bylaw the same way that I did. Um, feedback from the SBC, we had one individual that was not on board, but everybody else was kind of indifferent or um, okay with it. I feel like where we're at right now is the election is on Monday, March 27th, and the next SBC meeting is that Wednesday, March 29th. So again, I, I stand by my original assertion to keep Jess on, specifically because I don't, I don't think it's responsible to have an empty seat on the SBC when one, we're building a school, so it would be a school committee member that's missing. But two, in order for any vote to pass, we need eight affirmative votes, right? So every time you have an empty seat, you're automatically 
making it more challenging to get anything to pass. And this includes something as simple as the minutes. We had people abstain from the minutes. I myself who abstained from minutes if I wasn't at the meeting. So I totally understand that. Totally understand that piece. But I just feel like, like we should discuss as we are the appointing authority. But and Jess isn't here to speak for herself. But if she's still open to it, I feel like what we have from a timeline right now is the election is on the 27th. The SBC meeting is on the 29th of March. The next school committee meeting would be on April 13th. That's when we could have that discussion. There's another SBC meeting on April 27th, and then another school committee meeting on May 18th. So those are kind of the dates in play um, and what we'd be looking at to um, keep Jess on or establish something on that April. But at the very least, we do still have that Wednesday because our other option would be to call like a special meeting for the new members to get together and vote someone to fill that seat. And again, I just feel like it feels hasty and not the right way to do things. I could, I could say, how this is going on? Election on Monday. Yeah, eh? yeah. Make sure they get over to right. the yeah, yeah, go swear in, in, and, then and, yeah. and then come on over to the high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there don't, um, if there's a vote on 329, it would be what, for the chair, vice chair, or whatever they uh, is, is there any per, votes? Potentially, pending? it would be chair, and then any minutes would I, are the two that I think would be we're looking at. So chair and is we're the looking chair at a position open. We're looking at a co-chair possibility right now. Oh, but again, there's still I think discussion. Co-chair or chair? Sorry. Both. Okay. I so think that's still a discussion. That oh, SBC so the, you have they haven't voted a chair. As Correct. Yet. We've oh. been running with Mike as the interim chair. Gotcha. Mike Quinlan. Um, no, Weber. Weber. Mike Weber. Yes. Okay. I, um, Thoughts, questions, feedback? So, I, and I, I tuned into the 3-2 meeting, and um, yeah, I did, I did hear. I, 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 personally, I think there's uh, the thing I don't love about it is just the precedent that says at some point a year or two years from now when this happens and there's a critical vote, it's just that's what I don't love about it. Um, well, I do the, understand what do you mean by that, though? The precedent, like worst case scenario, one of our two members would go as interim representative. Yeah. Even Leo and no, you're not there. Right. We we could we, we could, could show be up. represented yeah. in a vote as a body. The individual who's there may or may not vote in an interim. We would have to be voting members here though in and out. We can't just send somebody to be yeah. in on the vote. Uh -huh. No, we would have to vote the person yes. in temporarily yes. or that's what we'd have to do. And you and I can't be there together. Like if, understood. If, yeah. Understood. So and I'm glad to, to clarify. I'm just I'm just saying in this in the other this scenario, that is one that, that there is an interim person. We would be right now voting Leo in as the interim person. That's what we would be doing. But the in the but that's depending on the outcome of what we're feeling on the law. Correct. Or on the Correct. bylaw. Right. Correct. So and it would have well yeah, I guess it would we would probably have to do it on the 23rd, right? If you are, and I just, this is, I'm just, so I guess open we need to know. I'm looking at it. I yeah. look at the, the pros and cons of the loss, what bad things happen if, worst case scenario, we didn't have somebody represent <clears throat> one or two of those meetings. I think of, I just think of the churn that goes on within that committee that you guys have a lot of important things to get to. Right. Well, and, and it's to, to me that, that those are the, the, the pros and you know we, the incremental benefit I, I would love regardless that Jess would continue to be you know if new member of the committee whoever that is A or B 
were there and just were helping coach or you know something. Well, I think they can't vote. They you know I'm not. I'm, I mean I'm saying Jess wouldn't. I just I just I just look at. So I think we have two questions to answer. Answer. I think the first one is. What is our what is us as a committee's interpretation of the bylaw and how we will proceed until told otherwise right is that is that my is that the understanding and then second um depending on that what is the logistical so that our representation stays has continuity you know at pivotal moments mm -hmm. um however you know it is my my opinion that continuity of the, of the same people on that process as having gone through the process because understanding how something was how the decision was come to you know in all the discussions yes you can go review all the meetings but we only had fifteen thousand meetings you know and hours of video to watch but if it's like in this case just started the process she's decided not to run to be back on the committee but she started the process i feel like for precedent's sake the opportunity to continue to have a person con for that continuity of institutional knowledge about the process of that committee, I think, is important. So, um, so regardless of you know the how this is arranged around the bylaw, the continuity of our representation on the board on that committee is important. So, so and that's where we're at, what I've been, and I'm not sure if you're saying it, but I would ask to, to me that we're going to lose some continuity regardless but the sooner we identify it's like not hey let's two new members let's flip a coin right right like who's best suited in an ideal world they might even say i'm not sure we would both attend the meeting right to see we have continue the continuity i think leo you're talking is the longer term how does this group yeah. come together yeah which is to me is is important I think well there's another true. election a year from now and then yes. there's another one two years and then there's, so there's always the risk of that continuity being disrupted and it's a minimum of a three-year process minimum so i think as well though understanding that we're getting two new members there's something to be said with the three of us and the two new members being able to come together and, and make this decision and mm -hmm. understand what this looks like going forward exactly, exactly. yeah i think it, i mean and it's a lot to throw at a new member, but I think it, for that continuity, I think yeah. it could be important to have. Well, I think that was the intention, yeah. right? You know, yeah. Um, you, you just gave the timeline, right? Of of this, and um, the two people aren't here yet. They right. haven't, you know, this has not been broached. Um, I'm sure they're aware. However, um, but I think you know, I will reach out to Andy to our council just to make sure that he is interpreting it similarly to how we see it and um, and mark sorrel and um and then we will have a discussion again at the 23rd how about that does that seem fair i think that's a, a absolute good path forward i don't know what do you think michelle i think that works i think we just be, need to be really mindful that the decision that we make we need to make sure we we have some we have representation on the 29th. Exactly, yeah. 100. percent I agree. Exactly. Um, so in regards to so that's the seat. Yep. Just the seat. How um how was the tour? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious how oh, did that open your eyes.
surprised if you weren't. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Had you not gone on a tour? Um, I had seen a lot of Dale. I had not seen all of Dale. And now I still haven't seen all of Dale, but I've seen enough. Did you go to the firing range? I did not go to the firing <laughs> range, no. Gosh. I didn't that. Yeah. I think that's under the gym. It's under the bleachers. Under the bleachers. Yeah. How is that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like they do a very impressive job. The staff, the teachers, Steve, with what they have. Exactly. It's, it's, it, exactly. They deserve like so many awards. Like, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And don't forget Paul Michael over there. He's trying to figure out how to put new floors down yeah. every year. <laughs> okay, so um. And, and I was just so that the, the, that was the tour, and then the bigger topics right now are the SOI. Was probably like I feel like we talked a lot about that and okay. a little bit about chair stuff and a little bit about the seat. We approved minutes. The tour took a lot longer than I think we were anticipating, which is fine. But yeah, from a time standpoint. Now, do you folks? Now, I'm I'm I did not attend the the your SB the last SBC meeting. So um, I'm assuming they want information from school committee. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Um, Yes, I was looking at this actually afterwards. So we originally had, um, when we submitted our letter to the select board to kick the process off, we had a line in there about looking at grade configuration. So um, again, I wanted to touch base and kind of get some thoughts and feedback specifically, I guess, um, what that line, maybe a deeper dive on what that line meant. Should we try to do a workshop before you and Jess graduate? because you were here and you wrote it <laughs> to help kind of like yeah. pass the torch, so to speak, onward yeah. on what we're looking at there. Yeah. Um, I feel like the SBC right now is still in such a elementary, for lack of better words, space um, that I don't think, I think we're talking very high level on things, but I feel like if we could provide them some, um, I guess, kind of just general thoughts or different scenarios or options on what we mean by that line, I think that could help guide things forward because when you look at this, again, we know that this is a complex project, but you're gonna have kind of different things you're thinking about, right? Like overall cost and we can do X, Y, and Z. And then when we do X, Y, and Z, it has this benefit, like this pro, this con, this pro, this con, and just helping people be able to understand those different different permutations, I guess, and scenarios. Okay, okay. I actually think having a workshop between now and the next meeting, if we can get one done in terms of, um, you know, um, kind of be at least beginning the process of what the needs would be from the SBC, from the from the school committee. Yes. So, so I was just, you know, I know it's an agenda item a little bit later, but um, strategic plan folks would like to meet with you guys on the 21st, which I believe is a Monday night. I wonder if we can pair it together as a workshop and do, okay. you know, the grade level, the grade level stuff before and then this after, or if that. Okay. I don't even know if the 21st works for you guys, but that's that's, that's the date they had thrown out to me. To... I'll be in Austin, Texas. Sorry. Does pairing those concepts together work, though? I don't want to truncate time on either issue. No, I'm just thinking of just yeah, a, no, no, a chunk of time. You. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And then... how, long, how long do they need? The, uh, do you have any idea? 60 to 90 minutes. Yeah. And the um, purpose of the workshop, like what would we, what, more just, I mean, we could all talk. Or, or I could even, I, I could even say because I, I did hear, you know, I, I listened in, 
Um, there was a couple things I think we at least there is some experience that we had that maybe we'd say, hey, look, you know, as we go through this, these are some of the things. If we could do it differently, we might do X. And one thing I will raise, just as an observer in that, I know there was the conversations about surveys and maybe you know PR support and help navigating the town. And then I even started that evolved into well, we you know had an incredible sub communication subcommittee, which which is is really good. I I, I think. Um, if I could do it again, I would have more help from a PR perspective um, throughout. Mm -hmm. And and what I'm I just say that as one tangible example of something that came up. But if we are thinking about a workshop, I, you know, I'm not again. What what is, is there a purpose of the workshop? Yeah, sorry. So and when we submitted there, this letter to this 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 is what I was talking about. We submitted this letter to the board of selectmen, right? And we said um, the line we said was. Um, we strongly believe that it is in the best interest of the community and its students for the school committee and the school building committee to examine the grade structure for our elementary schools. So the proposal here would be for the school committee to start this process, right? Yeah, so I had uh, two recommendations. One around communications is that the owner's project manager, when you go to hire one, that communication support should be a big factor in that okay. because it was it was it wasn't as important in the selection process the first time. Okay. Second, um, so that's that's one to to what um, Tim was saying. Tim was saying. Um, and then around the strategic planning, maybe there is an element on. Uh, I think what it is is a feasibility study about the planning of the grades, right? What are the options? And that is, and Jeff, you, Jeff, please, and, and Michael jump in. I'm thinking, I don't know, we did a, two places, we did town-wide feasibility studies on every building. And then one of the actions was, would we ever remove neighborhood schools from Sharon? <laughs> like that came up, right? And it was decided absolutely not. We would not do that. Um, so from, the, You said Sharon, I think yeah. you meant Medford. No, Sharon. Sharon. Oh, when you did We, we did a yeah. town-wide feasibility study. Mm -hmm. That hasn't happened here to say, this is how you're gonna do it. We did it in Newton, it was a little different as well. You can never do non-neighborhood schools in Newton. So. But the feasibility deal goes into having an outside lens ask you the appropriate questions on the what if statements on the say, what other, you know, what other scenarios. And we've identified that the first time through the process, too, about the drawback of the transitions between our three schools, um, the lack of uh, continuity, you know, for the students in those transitions, um, the you know, what are the other options like that could help, you know, with those like looping and other uh, yeah, sure. instructional things, right? All kinds of stuff. And um, I think those questions could be answered to help inform the process of what you're yeah. doing now. And that could be a recommendation, right? You, you, that could come out of that, that group is that you recommend that the SBC do an independent study of great configurations for Metro, you know, right. what works best and research-based or however you want to do it and have someone do that. Yeah, I, I would hi and I would hire a firm to do that. Yeah, absolutely, you yeah. have to do that. Yeah. But so. could I suggest 
that we, if we, you know, we have that meeting, hopefully every, most people except for Leo can make the 21st for the strategic planning. But if we could find another time to have the workshop, because I think it is important for Leo to be there because he, you too have institutional Mm -hmm. knowledge and you have experience building other schools. So I'd really love for you to be present. So uh, it's just unfortunate that I'm, that is one of the two nights that I will be gone. Um, but maybe between now and Yeah, so next third. week, we could do a week from today. If that, I don't know what you guys have. I don't know if you want to do an evening or a... Um, I have a, next week, I believe I'm out Thursday. Okay. And Thursday afternoon, Friday. Um, but I, you know, if we'll just, we, we, can, we, don't, we can do a Zoom. Two Tuesdays, I mean, Tuesday and Wednesday look better for me than Monday looks like a hot mess. But I mean, it could be. Is Thursday morning unrealistic? For me or for? Yeah, for everyone. Oh. I could do Thursday morning. I, I can do Thursday morning, nine, like 9 to 11, something like that. Tim, you, are you, will you be? Oh. We can. Um, do you have to like, drive to the it? airport or? Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm heading up north. Um, some work related skiing and so it's just you know it's like did you just say work related and skiing yes yeah. <laughs> they're they are combined but um like i can i can work with uh, i had a pick education technology <laughs> so perhaps so the 16th yeah from 9 to 11 we could do um wait and, and are you combining your no we would do this separately we would do a workshop focusing on um, what we would relay. So, so right, and, and I'm not trying to be difficult with it, but while we are together, if we don't do it, um, we should think about what the agenda is. Because there's a lot we could cover, yeah. and what would, you know, we should wait until then to come up. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. High level. So great configuration, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think Leo, you brought brought up in in the past, um, you know, classroom um, needs assessment. Um. Oh yeah, well, just being able to our policy says one thing about you know class size, you know, physical you know, number of students per teacher, and can our space support that, right? So, and if it can't, right. That's, that would be a taken into that consideration. And again, this is yeah. this is high level stuff we're yeah. going to be talking about. Um, I mean, and, and so you talk about the kind of the what she's talking about. Then. The workshop. So, yeah. You know what, what we're going to. So I would about. say you know things like the we should talk. Um, you know, from Jeff and and Michael, you know, it's coming and your leadership team, right? Number of mm-hmm. um, for every one hundred students, we have a guidance counselor. We have uh, an adjustment counselor. We have uh, so you know we have so many IEPs. What's our percentage of IEPs? What's the support staff for them? How many offices do they all need so they can do their work? High level. Yeah, high level. Yeah. But I'm saying, but those like the average not average numbers, yes. like yes. with the FTE count we have, right, and the physical spaces, and and they you guys had to go through the same audits we did. You know, every every single room is numbered in, in our buildings, so we know how many offices there are. He knows exactly. How many people don't have an office, right? Uh, how many people have an office in the boiler room right now, right? <laughs> Some things like that, because people do. And um, and so, if you're going to spend the money on 
you know, you know, in the building, how would it, what is the number of spaces that will be needed for those pieces? And then what are the support spaces for that? So, you know, music pro, we have a very vibrant music program. So, you know, all the things we kind of went over, you know, we just need those high numbers. You need a space for this. You need a space for this. And for how many number of students you're going to place on this facility, uh, how big does that space need to be to it support? Sounds like our education plan, we wrote. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly, and I think we should be able to take parts of that, and maybe we should recirculate it around. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Um, yep. We can take a look at just enrollment numbers again. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know. Um, and then there's that again, that feasibility around you know grade configuration. What's that look like? We originally wanted it to be you know three grades and. Um, you know, for numerous reasons, right? So um, those are also in, you know, we have that information as well. So it would be good to revisit it and, you know, be reacquainted with it and ask, ask the questions again so they can be answered. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the requirements can be put in. Yeah. High level, do we share? Um, you know, what's been suggested in terms of, um, we're probably putting the cart before the horse, but I, I think we focus on these things and that's everything there. Does that sound cool? Yeah. All right, super, great. Thank you. Anything else for SBC update? So if you could just um, direct me to put together an SLI so you can vote on it the next time. Oh, yes. So I know the SBC made the recommendation, but it's really a vote for you guys and uh, the board of selectmen. Yes. So if we have it for you by the end of next week, then I'll give you a week to look at it for the meeting on the 23rd to vote on it. But if you could just vote to direct me to do that, that'd be awesome. Okay. All right. So, so we have it on record. Yeah. Do we have um, a motion to direct our superintendent to um, develop this SOI for the NSBA? So move, move Tim. Do we have a second? Second, Michelle. Second, Michelle. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. Pretty please. Thank you. Great. All right. Next on the agenda, the Metro West Adolescent Health <clears throat> Survey follow-up. Um, so actually, after that presentation, um, these presentations always kind of stick with me, <laughs> and it's it's always very jarring and um, I, I'm grateful for all the work that has been done but um, I also feel very strongly that this information go out to the community and um, I had just popped an email to um, to Russ to Mary and also to Kathy McDonald um, and of course Dr. Marsden to say how can we get this information out there mm -hmm. and um, a lot of them had some ideas but I think what we're, and, um, we're going to do is maybe just have a meeting and, and talk about you know with Russ with Mary with Kathy with mm -hmm. Dr. Marsden and, and figure out how best to to not only get the information out to families in the communities but also what Jeff was saying about you know um, kids in the uh, families in the younger grades to just have an awareness of, I think many of us, I, I would be, I would definitely put this in my camp, like never have a problem. What are you talking about? You know, when my kids were at, at, at 
the mocking bee, but um, had I known some information, it's just, it's awareness. And awareness and knowledge is, is, is adding to your toolbox and knowing what to expect. So I think if we can share out this information as much as possible, but also share out all the wonderful resources we have in this community, because um, I think a lot of times families feel stuck. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. So if, if we can, you know, share out that information, I think that would be really beneficial. So everyone. we can get together probably next week. Yeah. And you know, I have a meeting scheduled with Kathy um, already on Wednesday of next week. Maybe oh, we could okay. try to piggyback okay, on that. Okay, perfect. So we'll, okay. we can connect on that. All right, super. So And, and you're going to meet to brainstorm about what are some ways Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, so in years past, we had, um, P, you know, high school PTO, but we never went to the younger, you know, to the to the other schools for this presentation, for example. And I know you, you mentioned it maybe. Yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, part of, like, I, I almost, it's possible, like, I'd like to be, I'd be interested in hearing. I, yeah. I, like, I love it's you know some of it's tough they're tough topics but I do like the concept of mm -hmm. you know the memorial parent and the um, high school parent this is some of the things that we we know we face it's going to happen yeah that's what when you talk about awareness like what the driver might be we are going to share results from the survey that brings people here but doing things like like that is community building as well and it's, like, look, it's a support network um because it's there's, there's some challenges we have in the town um, yeah. and and more the more you have line of sight you'll hear it more yeah and, and I think it's some, also about, I, I like the idea i really like the idea yeah. it's a it's a it's information that should be shared i know you guys we do it but outside of the school the meeting we had Weeks ago. One of the things we used to do, you know, we did a couple of times, we bundled this data with a speaker. Yeah. So I think that's what I wanted to talk with Kathy about too. Is is I know they have some speakers coming up, and it's, there's a way we can bundle it together. Uh, I think years ago, in my first year here, it was um, social host liability, an attorney doing that and his data. So kind of married those two together, uh, and then we've we've tried other you know other speakers as well. So. Just trying to get folks out to, to see it so it's not just that, it's something else that they can gain too as well. Um, but I think if we can focus on the younger parents and really try to get them involved in this, I think it's really important. And it's important to just continuously talk about that to um, you know reduce stigma. People don't want to talk about eating yeah. disorders. Right. Right. People don't want to talk about depression or you know um, suicidality. You know, there's, so if we can be you know, help facilitate those conversations. I think um, it would be beneficial for all of us. So I would, uh, yeah, I love the idea, and we probably need to keep that on the agenda next. Because if, if, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, if you are want to do something, I'm thinking you want to do it this school year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah this spring. If we wait sure. until after. Yeah. Oh no, it's fresh right now. I think. Yeah. No. I th yeah. and I think those folks really want to they're just as invested. They yeah. want this information out there, for sure. Right. Super. Um, community engagement and communications? I don't have any major updates. Um, Dr. Marsden shared the tentative um, strategic plan focus group dates. 
I think that's actually going to be a great place for us to really, you know, kind of more organically do community engagement and communicate because we'll be able to sit and listen to yeah. what everybody has to say. Um, so I think having those dates coming up is really, really exciting um, for us. I, I think in some ways I'm thrilled to boards. I don't know. I, I, for, I think that strategic plan, the process and getting everybody involved is where the energy needs to be yeah. right now relative to that community engagement. Like that, that's just very near term. Yeah. Between now and kicking off those focus groups and yeah. making sure that we're well represented. Great. Um, so it's a, it's a nice way of saying I don't have anything <laughs> tangible to report. <laughs> Which will know, just lead us right into I'm, strategic yeah, I'm, plan. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear sure, let's update. talk about the communication strategy around the strategic <laughs> plan right. and we Perfect. can marry them together. Perfect. So, um, the central office team and I uh, met with Teaching and Learning Alliance the other day and tried to nail down some dates and they want to get the process obviously started. They're doing a few of these and try to get dates in the calendar. So what we what we tried to do is identify the focus groups. Now they typically do only five focus groups. Um, I asked them for eight. Um, they agreed to do eight at no additional cost. So um, right now we have the eight that we put down, um, leadership, uh, town officials, the CPAC board, school committee, high school students, elementary staff, secondary staff, um, community parents and guardians would all be one. Those are the eight that we have so far. So we're looking at um, trying to nail down dates and times, and we haven't gotten all of them down yet. But we're looking at March 21st um, as a meeting with leadership, and then hopefully with you guys at 7 o'clock if that works for you. Uh, but we're trying to get the town officials in during that day as well. And then April 3rd, um, we've, we will have the high school students in the morning, that's confirmed. And then elementary staff and secondary staff in the afternoon at different times, we have that confirmed. And we just need to, to look at the community parents and guardians one as well. So we're, we're getting close, hope to have that all done by tomorrow. And then start to really um, get the word out for the community and parents and guardians one. That's going to be in April. Um, you know, start getting that out next week for everyone. And we'll do it the same way we did before. We'll put something in, in the patch. We'll try to get sandwich boards out yeah. there. And, and of course, the, the emails to um, to families. And then, obviously, try to put something out in the, the senior center as well to get the seniors involved. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of that's the plan right now. And then um, this, this group does a little bit different than NASDAQ. Um, they have a strategic plan steering committee, uh, which is a really good opportunity to get even more engaged with more people. So we'll have um, staff members, administrators, teachers, uh, community members, kids. So we'll have a group, you folks will be two school committee members on there and we'll get that group together and then we'll meet you know, five or six times in the spring and um, do a lot of the, as they call it, the cognitive work of, around this, this uh, endeavor. So I'm looking forward to it. It's really, but that's a well-oiled machine. They really had us looking at dates and trying to it's not that first rodeo with the stuff. And they were doing five right now, I think four right now this year. And they've done, you know, a bunch in the past. So um, they've got our consultants lined up and we should be we should be ready to go. But by the end of this week, hopefully tomorrow, we'll have all these dates solidified and then we can start getting that out. Yeah. Will there be a survey going out to families survey as too, well? Right. Okay. So yep. community so there's a focus group for the community and then there's also a survey. And there'll be a survey out. as well. Okay. Yeah. And then when we're looking at the focus group for the community, do we have any sort of like specific target in regards to like, we hope we get X amount of people that show up or, you know what I mean? Like it would be 
or do they have a recommendation? Like it's really helpful if you have, we found that if we have this many people show up, we get a lot more information versus just four. No, 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 they didn't, they didn't talk a lot about that. Um, I mean, part, one of the reasons why we're doing the elementary and secondary staff on the same day is because we want to make it their faculty meeting for the month. So what we did okay. the last time is they've had their regular schedule and then we scheduled a day that was not their faculty meeting time. And it's tough for people. I mean, they have commitments and, and we didn't get um, a lot of participation or as much as we wanted to. We probably had um, maybe 20 teachers from from secondary and 20 from elementary. So we want to get a lot more input on this this time around. And um, this will allow everyone to participate because it'll be, it'll be their faculty meeting for the month, okay. which they're required to be at. And then after all the data is collected and the steering committee works with this um, this group, what's the expectation of the timeline in regards to when we'll have the goals able to be presented? So the, the timeline right now is after between June 22nd and July 1, um, there'll be a Word document of all of the entire plan being completed. Okay. And then... They send it out to the graphic designers, and it takes six weeks from that point. So that the goal is to have it the first meeting in, in August or the first one in September have the entire plan done. Okay, great. With a digital dashboard as well. Okay. Now, are any of these gonna, meetings going to be hybrid or all in person? They're all in person. Okay. Yeah, they, they don't do the they, – they can't manage all that. Yeah, you know, no, 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 just, yeah. just wondering. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. And um, for the Strategic Plan Steering Committee, what's the makeup of so it's going to be um, school committee members, high school students, administrators, um, teachers, parents. Um, I have the whole list of mine, but it's, it's, it's going to be about 20 to 24 people, typically, what they're looking for. So um, we'll be getting that information out as well. Great. And they facilitate those meetings with the steering committee. So they each one each one of the meetings has has goals associated with them. They're three hour meetings, and at the end of the three hours, we have to accomplish X, Y, and Z, and it's it's pretty prescriptive. So it's, it takes four, it takes five to six meetings, depending on how much time is spent on certain uh, areas and certain topics. They might need one more meeting, but we're looking at the last meeting and the end of that process being June twenty second, which will be after after school gets out. Very good. Um, is this going to be like other committees where you send an email to families saying, if you're interested in being part of this committee, tell us why? Because it's a, only a small amount of parents. I think it's four parents. Um, we're going to look at folks that are already engaged at this point. We're the PTO, okay. school site council, that kind of thing. Or just have that yeah, base it's, it's knowledge. Just, it's, it's, just, it's just easier to do that at this yeah. point. You know, I think um, if we do if we do one to everyone, then it, it takes a little bit longer. So. Okay. Right. Um, there are also there are people that are been doing an unbelievable work for the district, so okay. we're going to try to tap them first. Cool. Very good. I'm excited. I know it is such a great process. Such a great process. Um, policy updates. Policy updates. We got a letter from MASC this week in the mail. Yeah, I saw this. I'll talk to Andre. I know that's oh, not okay. much for my email. So, um, Leo, weigh in. As yeah, appropriate. I Tim has taken the bull by the horns, and we are making quick progress here. Oh, so, yeah. relatively speaking, relatively, so we, 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 have we, a, we have a process. We have a process. We have a good day today. So, <laughs> good. Um, 
let me just make sure, again, just clarify the overarching process. There's a subcommittee. We're reviewing the MASC recommendation versus what we have, bringing those together, um, and come, you know, the intention is that once we have reviewed that, we bring suggested updates to the school committee. Um, the school committee would then review those updates under the same process we follow for the policy. Yeah. Um, and ideally, you know, whatever changes are made, then we would accept it. Yeah. The school committee would um, vote for, uh, to accept it, and we call it inform. What inform means is it's lined up and ready to go, but we're going to have to go through this from section A through L. So it's, you know, give or take, depending how we, we manage it, but it's about 10 of them. So that, it's a big, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough, it could be a tough journey. Um, and our hope is we're bringing, we're, we're going to want to ask policy to the agenda at least once a month. Our hope is that we're bringing one in every month. So each right. one, it's for review, first reading and discussion, second reading and potential vote. And, and working with him, he's been very good about helping us identify which ones are going to be the ones that we can, you know, that's going to be just updating language, you know, modernizing the language. Um, like we found found stuff that, you know, questions that need to be answered, stuff that doesn't need to be there anymore, stuff that needs to be added. And they're very skilled on that. So it's been, you know, and they're doing a lot of the homework ahead of time and then coming to us as we go through those questions. And we Then we can sit down and get it ready to bring to you guys. So. Yeah, and there, and there is, there might be some things that are flagged that we also know to discuss. recognize that might take a you know significant amount of time. We might flag that and say, we recommend we table that because we want to you know, continue to get through that, that process. It also, there are some things that may be flagged where we're going to say, we recommend we need to talk about this as a new policy now. Right. right. So, so that, that very, very well may happen. Like we came on an item today and I can't remember which one it is. We felt like we would want input from the rest of the committee. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. you know, and, and, and there are, um, Jeff, I think the, one of the items that came up today as well is, they're starting to get to the point where they have a merge doc. Mm -hmm. and it would be worthwhile to share that with you and your you know, staff so that if you, you see, hey, you're aware of what, where are topics that could be problematic. Mm -hmm. I think we're doing kind of one-offs. Hey, send me an email. Can you tell me more about um, you know, maybe the site council in the session? Mm -hmm. um, but it would be worthwhile to be in front of us. Mm -hmm. it's gonna, once it starts moving, it should be moving pretty quickly. Um, Speaking of moving quickly, so uh, today we, we did find, so we have section A and section B now complete, and um, we should have that ready for the meeting on the 23rd to at least um, get that. We're going to submit it for review, but so then it gets into the cycle, and we think we have the next meeting, we're, we're hopefully going to schedule to review section C and D. Um, so that would be good to get us going. Those are, I think Jim, re you described it to us. We're kind of trying to do some of the foundational items first that in some cases build up to some of the others. We're not they don't necessarily say, let's go after the hardest or the ones that need the most change. It's, mm -hmm. it's, I, I've said it over and over, we need to gain a little momentum. We're learning the process. Andre and I spent a little time afterwards and saying, hey, how are we going to um, make sure we get our information out into the folders and whatnot um, so that the public can see how we're progressing, everybody can see it. Also, make sure changes are in red lines, and, and so so there's a lot there's a little more there. Yeah, 
than I thought. Um, the project manager in me that was starting to have a pretty good time. Well, and and Jim, Jim's <laughs> pretty good. Admitted, it's another story there, but I'll keep that out there for another day. Um, if we can get it, I'd love to see if we can get some momentum because I am so envious. Sometimes as I'm studying it, I'll go out to the, look at the MASC or I'll look at someone else's who's in there, and it, it's just so much easier to navigate. So, so um, we we are pretty excited. I think that was uh, was most of what I wanted to share, except. The most exciting fact. There was a fun fact we learned today. I love fun facts. Oh, yes. Yeah. You can share. No, no let's, let's test. The first school. Uh, let me ask does anybody yeah. here know when the first school was opened in Medfield? When the first school was opened? I think he's close. I think it's. Yes. I know somebody might have heard the question. I'm kind of upset. <laughs> 1666. Oh, on 21 yeah. North Street. And guess where? Guess what's in its place now? Hmm? Nosh and Grog is sitting with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I should have brought this up when we were discussing the SBC. <laughs> but at some point, I think it burnt down and they may have had a problem. And they had to rebuild it. And when they rebuilt it, it was 16 feet by 18 feet. <laughs> yeah. It's a shed. <laughs> yes. Sorry? Yes, you're right. <laughs> So 16 by 18, and whatever we build. Wow. So that was an it was interesting to. Uh, well, the burning down part, of, and we learned that my kids and I went. There's a little spot in the, the library that has Medfield history. A lot of it's at the historical society, but they, they happen to be, and we looked at the schools, and we, a lot of them burned down. <laughs> and town hall, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So. So anyway, um, we have, I appreciate you. Um, you have been patient because we've said a few times, "Can we get an update?" Oh, and, and in a nice way, Anna May is saying, "Hold on, let's get this thing." Um, but we, we at least I'm starting to feel a little better about our process, and um, I also know that this is there's thorny topics in there. Um, one thought I had even after the meeting, I, there are going to be some things that come up, and we might say, "Hey, how did we get here?" and this, these policies have been evolving for 300 and 34 plus yeah. uh, over 350 oh, wow. 50 years. Yeah. So I, I do I don't necessarily want to you know the ones that are really important we're going to have to revisit. Hey, how do we get there? There are going to be somewhere it's going to be. That's how we got there, and we're operating right now. And it's you know because you we could go into every one of them, and, right. and I think that's yeah. the. Yeah needle um that we are going to have to right. thread yeah over that over that period of time um and i do know new members be a little like the first thing you're out there is you're looking at the manual um but that it's a forcing function to look at the manual yeah, yeah. so so anyway that's that's where it is and never thought i'd get so excited about policy <laughs> look at you now well i'm psyched your sight friends i grew up with <laughs> No, but thank you guys. This is a lot of work. So thank you. It is thank you. <laughs> Super. So this is good news. Spend a lot of time at Town Hall. I can tell you that. Uh, I, well, thank you guys. Um, informational items. Dr. Marsden. So in your packet, I just put two informational items from last Friday. Um, so last Friday, we held a Tri-County Superintendent's Legislative Breakfast in Newton. Um, Anna May attended. It was for um, school committee chairs. Uh, superintendents and legislators. And I just want to thank our delegation 
Um, Denise Garlick, Marcus Vaughn, and Senator Be- Becca Rausch all attended. Um, I got I got a chance to speak to all three of them, and they were just you know very supportive and very impressed with the perfor- the the entire um, the entire uh, program that we had. So it went really really well, better than expected. Um, it was in a beautiful building in Newton, uh, right behind the the chambers that they have there in town hall, city hall, and uh, it went really well. So I don't know if you want to. Yeah, no, it was, it, it, was great. I was mo- it was most impressive. Um, I think, uh, you know, Jeff and um, the fella from Medway, yes. you guys coordinated it, organized it all. Um, I thought it was great. You had um, superintendents from surrounding towns presenting the biggest issues, you know, budget and, um, and um, asking the legislatures, you know, to, to really dig in and and help and also give ideas so i thought it was a very fruitful meeting and i thought it was very receptive to you know of course denise garlic is always supportive becca roush it was great mm-hmm. to see her there um i'm not i don't know the other fellow personally but marcus um, yeah that's marcus. the first time i met him as well and yeah. he just uh took over I, he represents the weird it's i think it's the north north i mean the ninth norfolk it goes from plainville to medfield yeah, it's kind of a, you know it's only half a Medfield. It's not fully. But Paul Feeney was there. Paul Feeney was uh, there, he's right? He's been a big supporter. He was our mm-hmm. senator before. Yeah, Becca. exactly. So mm-hmm. um, that was a, an impressive turnout, and it was, was very well run, and um, everyone presented very well. So. In, in your handout was the the handout that we gave everyone, and it was a takeaway that we wanted the legislators to have um, just the four priorities that we have for FY twenty four, um, and you know it was, it's all about the fourteen percent. Uh, increase, which we've talked about here, um, the circuit breaker cost threshold to lower that to increase circuit breaker from 75 to 90, and then to establish a special education commission uh, that we can study special education costs and see if we can do something with the formula on how we are um, funded for special education. So I thought it was, um, we met about it yesterday again to kind of keep momentum going and reach out to our, our senators and representatives and uh, do some follow-up emails to them as well. Very good. Well done. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Julie, hi there. You've been hi. so patient. Anything to share? Yeah, to just like <laughs> on the student council um, side of things, we're kindness week is next week, so we do a lot for that. We do compliments for every single person in each grade, and they go on like in the front lobby. And so Which we're is a working great on visual readiness. every year. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah, yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah, and then we have a couple other projects with that. We're doing like a poster where we signs like spread the word inclusion, and then we're trying to like incorporate more clubs this year, like to work with us on those projects, like the Harmony Club I know, and then Active Minds too. I think we're having work with us for something too. And then right now we have like nine students at like this MASC thing but not like Massachusetts school committees it's Massachusetts student councils and they're doing fun activities there and like learning a lot about like more leadership like doing workshops and um I think they did a polar plunge the other day very interesting and then we're getting ready on Twitter yeah it was on Twitter yeah looks cold (laughs) no I think they're in the cave yeah and then we're getting ready to have our like meeting to about eboard next year for people who want to run for positions so yeah that's about it fantastic cool 
Maybe she's inspired to join the policy subcommittee too. <laughs> run away, run away. <laughs> Any other informational items, folks? Just want to highlight this. It's a really busy time of year, especially for high school kids and a lot of things going on. We, we have state tournament for the winter that's going on right now with our uh, boys hockey team that unfortunately lost last night, but it was an unbelievable game. one nothing is one of those high school games you wish no one would lose because um, both teams played so well. Um, our girls team uh, lost last week. Uh, our, our girls basketball team is still in it. They're playing tomorrow night. Nice. And then also we have the play this weekend too. Yeah, so Chicago. Chicago starts uh, tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday afternoon yep. as well. So looking forward to that and uh, wishing, I, I guess I'm always told to say break a leg to those kids. I say best yeah. of luck and yeah. people always correct me and say, no, it's break a leg. Okay, yeah. so break a leg to our students that are doing it. And then the fashion show is coming up. Very exciting. Yes. On the 25th. I forget who's talking about this. It's a good time. You know, I mean, seniors were excited all year. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. For yeah. sure, for sure. So I was, I was, ran into somebody who said Kenny Medfield does an incredible job. I think that whole process towards the end of that senior year, just, you deserve it. I don't want to, I mean, not, you still have all the work and stuff, but. Yeah. I, Still no snow days though. I'm trying really. I'm trying. Maybe Monday into Tuesday. We'll see. I'm trying. Exactly. Fantastic. Alrighty. Um, do we have a motion to adjourn? So moved. So moved. Leo second. Second, Michelle. Second, Michelle. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Meeting adjourned. We meet next on the twenty third. No, twenty first. <laughs>